millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you're listening to a brand new special interview episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we sit down with the director of Sunrise, Andrew Baird. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. We do. And in Sunrise, when an ex-cop returns to the scene of a horrific crime, the residents of a rural town soon discover this dark visitor is a vampire who feeds on blood and fear. After he is befriended by a kind immigrant family, the instinctive killer is faced with a choice between revenge and redemption. Ooh, dun dun dun. <laughs> Sunrise is directed by Andrew Baird, who has brought us films such as Zone 414 and One Day, and it comes from a screenplay by Oscar nominated writer Ronan Blaney. Sunrise stars our very own Guy Pierce and Alex Pettifer. Andrew Baird is an Irish director and producer with extensive experience in production design on music videos and commercials. Sunrise is his third feature film, which finishes off a dark drama trilogy of sorts, if you will. Yeah, and although his career in feature films is still in its early stages, the filmmaker has already worked with an impressive roster of creatives and stars, you know, includes Guy Pearce, Kevin Bacon, Storm Reid, who we've had on the podcast, and Australia's own Travis Fimmel as well. That's an amazing lineup. Well, Baird has come in as a kind of problem fixer on Sunrise here and recalls in our interview how the project has been attempting to get off the ground for some time with various directors and stars attached. He shares how he and his stellar cast weren't interested in making yet another campy vampire film. <laughs> the quality that Australian star Guy Pearce brings to any role, of course he does, and Alex Pettifer's second act, as well as how easy filmmaking can be, apparently. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a listen. Do you drink human blood? You offer it. Hi, Andrew. Hey, where are you? I'm in Sydney, Australia. 
Nice. So what time is it there? Uh, it's 6 a.m. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Other partners of mine, they did The Surfer. Nick Cage just did a movie and Yes, Western Australia. Yeah, another art director, Lorcan Finnick, directed that. I know Lorcan. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see that one. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it'll be good. You make good movies, Lorcan, and it'll be a bit weird, you know? Anyway, I haven't been to Australia yet. There was a movie that came up there, and it didn't pan out, but I, I did some initial prep on it, but I never actually got to go. But I'll get hopefully I'll get to do a movie there at some stage. Yeah, hopefully. Well, let's talk about your current movie, Sunrise. It's, it's not your average vampire flick is it can you tell us about the new spin that you've put on this familiar character yeah i mean i just approached it from a human point of view you know it's a human an extreme human condition like addiction so it's like this guy who's gone through this great trauma falls into this addiction and has to kind of overcome it or recover from it you know that's really the way i approach the journey of this character in this movie and it's then in this kind of like Western type landscape, barren sort of brooding. And he's like the man with no name who's like roaming the land in this purgatory until he meets this family that have inhabited his old home. And the love that that family share for each other trigger the love he had for his wife, which starts his healing because the love is the healing. Yeah. Rather than he's after this great tragedy, he suffers, he falls into this of despair and hatred and revenge you know and it's paralyzing him so that's just how i approached it vampirism is just that he's addicted to blood versus he's like a junkie you know Mm. yeah because i was going to say it's almost light on the vampirism isn't it yeah yeah i mean for sure i just it never really drew me you know at all it was more the human drama the human dilemma so i know inclination whatsoever to make some campy kind of comic book vampire movie. That's why I think a lot of actors were nervous because they're like, well, I don't know about playing a vampire. A lot of these things are pretty campy and whatever. Did you see a lot of people before you got Alex in the role or was he your first choice? What happened was I got Guy first and that helped tremendously because I knew when I took it on, I knew Reynolds was a great character for a great actor like Guy. So when he eventually came on, it made it much easier to cast Fallon because you're then playing opposite a great actor. Mm. And it said some it said something about the kind of movie it was going to be. You know, when Guy does a movie, there's quality there. He's a premium quality. So it speaks volumes to other actors. But Alex was a real was tremendous. I mean I I've a real feature there with Alex in terms of like, I want to do a lot of movies with that guy. I don't know. We really connected. We trusted each other. The relationship I had with Guy immediately gave Alex a lot of trust immediately with me. Then we got into a shorthand and we really experimented with the material and the character and the journey. And we really had a great collaboration. Uh, And he's so talented. And to be like a kind of a, like a film actor, slash star because Alex is like a star he really I mean he was when he was very young he's, he's right on the cusp of doing it now older and he's just got that magic sauce that you can't learn it's not just about the looks it's the charisma it's the 
He just has it. He just has that magic thing. There was an actress that I worked with on One Way, my last movie called Storm Reed. Brilliant actress. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. We've had her on the podcast before. I think she just won an Emmy, but she's great. She's got that. I don't know. It's just something. It's just the magic that has a combo of everything. And I suppose with me, I have this connection with these actors and it works. I don't know. I have all this technical skill and ability. And I, I used to be a production designer before I became a director. And I really know the ins and outs of the filmmaking process. But it's the actors that make me the filmmaker I am. The casting, the working with these actors, experimenting with them, and then the editorial. I just love working with these actors. And Alex was a real, just another one of like, I've worked with over the course of these first three movies, just such a bunch of great actors. It's great. You've been really blessed with some amazing, amazing actors in the your first three features. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, and it was like it back in the early days. At one stage, Frida Pinto was going to play Jane and Zone, and then that didn't pan out. So that was my first kind of sit down with the name actor. Well, I don't know. I always I know Norman Reedus from way back in New York, just as he started Walking Dead. And every time I'm doing a movie, I check with Norman. He's never available. <laughs> I love Norman. I mean, even back in Ireland, when I was in Ireland, w- with my last short film, I got Brenda Fricker, who's an Oscar-winning actress. She was going to do it, and then we couldn't get the money in time from the government body that was funding the short, and we lost her. But I always, I don't know, being blessed with great actors. That's it. And I'm not going to try and figure it out why. <laughs> I really love them. They like me. And I think there's this, particularly now though, I mean, initially with Zone, Travis was going to play the lead and then issues happen. We couldn't get him in and Guy took over. And to basically have Guy Pierce as your first lead in your first feature film, that's quite an experience, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And he loved it. And he worked out, he loved the movie. And so there you go. You've worked with our guy a couple of times now. And as you mentioned, Travis, and how did they cross your professional path on the other side of the world? I mean, I think Guy lives in Europe or something, doesn't he? He lives in Amsterdam because his son is there. When his son's mom is a, a Dutch actress, uh, Carice van Houten. Mm. And Travis lives in LA. I won't say where in LA, but he's up where the cowboys are. He's great. He's got a ranch. But he's never here. He's brilliant. So what are we saying? How do, so there was a producer, Mark Coffin, who was Ridley Scott's producer. And Mark was, he was working with, uh, or he had a relationship with the producer of Zone, Martin Brennan, who kind of took over Zone. And, and then Mark came in and Mark had done Prometheus with Guy and Raised by Wolves with Travis. And it was Mark's relationship with both of them that legitimized Zone. And they were like, okay, we'll look at this. And it's a big reason why I did it Sunrise, because Sunrise was Mark's baby. It was a movie that he'd want to do for a long time. In the end, he didn't end up producing it because he was saw, he was doing Napoleon and he was doing, uh, he's an executive now, you know, he's trying to major studio, whatever. So Martin took it over, you know, and Sunrise had gone through many directors and actors. It had a long history. I seem to be cultivating a reputation of, if you can't get the movie made, go to Andrew. <laughs> Same with One Way, my previous movie had been, it gone through various directors and actors and stuff. So, and then this next movie I'm doing similar. I know what I'm doing after the next one as well. But I kind of like things that have already kind of had some sort of light 
and they didn't quite work out. And I like, I think I'm good at fixing problems. How do you fix it? You know? So that's how Sunrise came about was through Mark Hotham and Martin Brennan. That's your um, Irish work ethic, obviously. Just knuckle in and get it done. A hundred percent. There's so much bullshit that's talked in the film business, like lots of business, but more so than in the movie business because all this nonsense and waffle and it's like you just got to get it done <laughs> and you know there's many different ways to skin a cat but you got to get it done i mean as i said at one stage travis was going to play the lead in zone and then it became guy and then i had the idea of putting travis in guy's role and it worked out you know at one stage before i was involved with sunrise years ago i think guy was interested in playing fallon how did you how did you pitch sunrise to guy or did he already as he said he already sort of knew about it i don't even remember it i mean these guys get offered so many things and they get how did i pitch it to him um well i just pitched him as like a contemporary western i just found that this character really was evil personified in human form but he's human it's all the fear you know and it just i didn't have to pitch it because it's like Suppose what I do is the material is the material, and then I do provide visuals because that's my thing. Then they either respond to it or they don't. And uh, Reynolds was just a real extreme version of a character, like a really repugnant kind of damaged soul. And you know, these are interesting characters to play. It's an interesting dichotomy, isn't it? Because Reynolds is such a, like, as you said, evil personified, but then Fallon's character, who's supposed to be the monster of the piece, is actually the more human one. Well, it's like with all of us, we all have light and dark in all of us, so we can change depending on circumstances and mentalities and stuff. You know, you can get the nicest person in the world to do the most appalling things in the in the right circumstance. It's really like you know, a bit of a, not to be too arty about the whole, whole thing, but it's a bit of a kind of exploration of humanity in what we're capable of doing and dealing with the biggest cancer of all, which is fear. It's what causes all the trouble in the world is fear, the fear of whatever. And most of it's irrational. And so that's what it is. You know, it's like what the Reynolds family run on. Redco is just this metaphor for fear. That's what Fallon has to come to terms with. You know, he, he went through this tremendous tragedy and loss, and then he has to come to terms with that. And Reynolds is about to start that journey at the end of the movie. And then you have somebody like Yan Loy, the Chinese lady, the matriarch, and she is so strong in her spirituality, not in her, you know, she's strong and she's defiant but in a good way so she's not going to be threatened and she's not going to be scared so she's not going to be bullied and you know i mean crystal really pulled up that role off she uh she did a great job she's like the unsung hero of the piece i think when you're on pre-production on a film i mean obviously with your background in in production design are you more about the um storyboarding and and the visual aspects is that how the planning unfolds is that where you start yeah, I do that. Uh, like uh, with this next movie I'm doing in Cape Town, I've, I'm like third of the way through the boards. And I did the opening of Sunrise. I storyboarded it and then I didn't do any more. I was gone and then I didn't. Oh, sorry. 
Correct. I did it in pre-production with the DP. We did very quick boards when we're planning it out on his iPad and iPencil. It's great. I've actually done, but I do boards traditionally and I'm doing them on this next movie because there's a lot of action pieces and it's very much where Sunrise had was more dramatic and stuff. So, but we still did board it actually in the end, but very quickly. And, but initially when it's just me, while we're casting, I'm board storyboarding and we found the location in Cape Town. We know where we're going to shoot. So it's a way for me to make the movie myself before I engage any other people, really. Although I'm started talking to DP and other people on this next movie. Yeah, I mean, the storyboarding is a way of me writing. But, you know, I've done quite a bit of rewriting on this next movie. I did some rewriting on Sunrise. So... The more I do, the more confident I am with the writing. And the storyboarding is the visual writing and the editorial at the end, the final writing. So you never stop writing and rewriting the movie. And then when you cast and you work with the actors, there's a lot of development there. If if you're smart about it, if you get someone like Guy or Alex or even Crystal rewrote that monologue that she did, like whatever, at the end of the second act. I was all based on her own experiences and history and being a Chinese woman in England and all of that. So it's like, let those actors, they're there to work. They're there to bring their artistry and their, not just their skill, but also their own personal life experiences. Because that, as an artist, you have to have life experiences. You can't just have skill and and talent you've got to particularly as a filmmaker because you're a storyteller so like this next story i'm telling is about a dysfunctional family that find themselves in a really extraordinary situation they need to survive so i relate to that stuff and i'll bring all my personal life into that that's what draws me to the movie not like oh is it a particular genre you know, that will be an action survival movie. Sunrise is like a horror kind of Western, whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. it's always the characters that get me. Because without the characters, you're not going to cast it. Without the cast, you're not going to make it. So it's those characters, because the characters inform everything. And I knew with yeah. Reynolds, amazing character. Fallon was, it was a great character, but it took a lot of balls and confidence of an actor because it's the Clint Eastwood man with no name to a certain degree. And Alex approached it the same way. And initially in the original script, there was Fallon, a lot of talk, get rid of that. You know, sometimes it would fall into this drama, like, oh, Fallon is having like dialogue with, and just get rid of that. You're making him normal. And he's not, he's a mythical. Man of mystery almost. Yeah, it is. It's like it, sometimes the original script was falling into kitchen sink drama and it's not that and you know so there was a lot of the tonal things that had to be sorted out in the original script but don't get me wrong Ronan Blaney wrote the script wrote those characters who got those mm-hmm. actors you know it's just I think there were so many directors and other actors involved that there were so many passes changes and sometimes a script can lose its center line because I had to come in and like refine or find the new center line for the movie Andrew, I think I'm running out of time, but just quickly before I let you go, what's next for you? Where do you see your career going in terms of what kind of projects you want to work on in the future? Well, they kind of come in. So I'm doing this action survival movie 
and we moved it to Cape Town. It was initially set in in Mexico. It does involve sharks. It's somewhere between Dead Calm and Jaws. It's very character based. Cool. Have <laughs> to close the cast at the moment, but I start shooting that in April, and then I have. I think I have the next movie, which is a spy movie, and uh, it's set up in Budapest. It's initially set in Russia, but we're probably going to move it between Hungary and Turkey because I want to shoot in Istanbul. There is cast, but I don't want to talk about it yet. So that's a spy movie. But these first three movies were much more dark and brooding and atmospheric. The next movie called Cape Point is much more commercial, and then the spy movie... I think I'm stepping out of that. That was like a trilogy, I think. So I'm starting to step branch out into much more of a kind of commercial film. Because these were quite arty and dark and brooding, all of them. It's quite a bit of variety there to look forward to. It sounds fun. Can't wait to see these films unfold. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait to make them. It's a real gift and a privilege to make these movies. The hardest part is, is getting them moving. Making them is relatively easy. Thank you so much for your time today, Andrew. I I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Nice to meet you. Thank you, and congratulations on Sunrise. I think it's best you be on your way. Stop, 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 stop! I want that bitch out of here. Gosh, you know, I love that work ethic. The Irish are similar to Australians in that way, if I do say so myself, that we just muck in and we get the job done, don't we? Absolutely. Well, uh, didn't we all come from Ireland anyway? (laughs) Apparently. On the ships of the convicts, so we're all... all (laughs) one people. (laughs) It was also great to hear how much he values his cast. I think he said, the actors make me the filmmaker I am. You know, it's a truly humble way of approaching the work and it makes it obvious why projects are landing in his lap and all these big names are jumping to work with him like Guy Pearce in this instance. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Andrew Baird does next as he moves into those other projects that he was discussing, Mm. you know, the spy thriller and the shark survival movies especially. We all love a shark survival (laughs) film, don't we? (laughs) Well, Sunrise is in US cinemas and on digital and on demand worldwide from January 19. We hope you enjoyed this very special interview episode with Andrew Baird, the director of Sunrise. As always, friends, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.